presence is with us today, Lord. And we thank you, God, for you're the peace that patheth all understanding, Father God. You know exactly what we're all going through today. Lord, you know what's in our lives. And Lord, we just surrender unto you, Lord. We surrender unto you, Lord, and we ask, Lord, Holy Spirit, that you would speak to each and every one here this morning, that we will be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And God, we ask today, Lord, that you would comfort the hearts of those and those that are dealing with things in their lives, Father God. We don't know all about it, but you do, Lord. And Father God, we give it to you, Lord. We put it at the foot of the cross. And we ask, Lord, that we fully surrender to your Lordship. Lord, that you be Lord of all in our lives, Father, today. For Lord, we need you, Lord, more than ever before. And we give you praise and glory and honor today, Father God. And we speak Jesus today. And we ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says, Amen, Amen, Amen. Let us read today as we read every Sunday morning, Galatians 2 and 20. And my prayer is that something that you mean from your heart as we read this every Sunday. That every week, every weekday of our lives that we wake up, that we strive every day to live as if Christ is living now within our hearts and lives by the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, that we live the crucified life. And let us read that today. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. You may be seated across the building today. Today, it's such a sweet spirit that we feel here today. It's something about uniting ourselves together in the bond of love and knowing that we're coming in one common goal. And our common goal is to worship the Lord in spirit and truth and to know that we are to worship Him with our hearts and our minds set on Him as we acknowledge Him today as our Lord and Savior on this Sabbath Sunday. And what better time that we can take the time out. You know, we spend so many hours on our jobs and places that we go that we give God a little bit of our time and, and oh how that He deserves every bit of our time and even more than just on Sundays but he deserves our time all through the weekdays and how that he longs to hear from his children we are children we are sons and gods of the most high God and he wants to hear from us and so uh, today I want to share with you in God's word as I continue my Holy Spirit uh, series sermon number five and if you've missed some of this you can go back to our website on www.vsclexton.org and uh, again, you can pick up on some of the sermons that I've already preached on the Holy Spirit series. 
And again, uh, I want to share with you to continue to share and like and follow uh, Victory Fellowship Church. Get it out to your family. Get it out to your friends. Advertise your church. And, uh, and so we want to make sure that everybody is getting the, the word and everybody's getting encouragement. And you'll always have me here encouraging you, not discouraging you. And so you can always be reassured, be reassured of that as you're part of Victory Fellowship Church. And we want to welcome those live online. And my prayers are something I can say to you to encourage your family today as we get into God's Word today. And so if you have your Bibles today, the sword of the Spirit, hold those up high. And it's projected on the screen. There's a Bible there in the pew. But let's look at this as time will permit. The Holy Spirit series, sermon number five. And the title of my message is this. Your body, His temple. Your body, His temple. And so we want to look at this a little bit as we get into the Holy Spirit series. And I want you to see this uh, today. There's two things that go on within your life, and I want to see the, I want you to see this today. It's about your body, but it's about His temple. And this is what we want to look at today. So if you'll go with me in the New Testament to 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, beginning with the 19th verse. 1 Corinthians of the New Testament, the 6th chapter, beginning with the 19th verse, and get you, uh, give you a little bit of a, a second there to get to that. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19, and we're going to look here just just a little bit today. Holy Spirit uh, series, sermon number 5, Your Body, His Temple. Let's look at this. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? whom you have from God, and you are not your own. Let me read this again. Do you not know that your body, this is the flesh, this is the flesh, the body that we have, this mortal body. Do you not know that your body, this mortal body, is the temple, look at this, the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. In other words, you don't just own own what's going on. There's something else that's happening in your life. When you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the Holy Spirit has come into your life. When you made that profession of faith, you are now not your own. Here we go, verse 20. For you were bought... At a price, look at this, you were bought at a price, therefore glorify, not yourself, glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Guess what? Which are God's. So I want you to look at this with me uh, today. And I've got to read this again because sometimes... When you're going through a passage of Scripture, sometimes you've got to read it a few times to kind of, it's, it's more caught than it, sometimes than it is taught. 
So I want you to catch this, because I want you to see this as we break this down a little bit. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, because you come from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Remember, Jesus Christ died on the cross, paid for your sins, and paid for my sins. That's a price, that's a sacrifice. So you want to see the price has been bought with the price. God has purchased you through His Son, Jesus Christ, has paid the price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. I want you to know God wants to be full control in your life. He, as you've heard me say, He is Lord of all. If He's not Lord of all, He's not Lord at all. So I want you to see how important this is, okay? Let's look at this. This is a body in a conscious world. We have a conscious that God has given to us, and everybody has a conscious within the world. Now, there's a lot of people that will override their conscious, and that does happen. You may have friends, and you may have family that's overridden their conscience. But every one of us has a conscience, okay? So the world has a, has a conscience, and many products to clean up, to paint up, to fix up. And yet the great concern about physical shape, as we see these bodies seem to break down sometimes. Maybe we get a little wider. Maybe we get a little bigger. Maybe we need to get on a diet and be a diet bound. Uh, and I'm, I'm not I'm preaching to myself, not preaching to the choir. I'm preaching to myself. Got to lose some weight. Exercise. Okay, all that takes place because that's part of the body, trying to take care of the body. And so the Christian has another uh, dimensions to this attitude as well. The day you became a Christian, something happened to your body. When you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and life, something else took place spiritually. Okay, I want you to look at this with me. It happened. This is the topic of this message today. My first point is this. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit? This reminds us of the temple even in the Old Testament. What a great care was given to its design as God began to, to design all of this. What immersed with wealth was placed into its, its own construction. The people were to know that God dwelt there because God dwelt a temple. There was a temple even in the Old Testament as they call it the tabernacle. It was the tent of tabernacle this tent was set up all the things that God had planned and orchestrated for the children of Israel to worship and to worship God God had to have a tabernacle he had to have a temple even in the Old Testament but as we bypass the Old Testament and go straight into the New Testament there's a new thing that Jesus has done he has left the comforter in our hearts and life and now 
not that we don't serve uh, God outwardly, but we do outwardly and we do inwardly. And now this body that you have, this mortal body, is now the temple and God owns that temple. You have the body, but it's God's temple that's inside that begins to be activated in your heart and in your life. The Bible clearly lets us know as we note the day of dedication of Solomon's temple in the Old Testament, 2 Chronicles 7 and 1, when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the what the temple and the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel uh, saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground onto the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For He is good, for His mercy endures forever. So there again, as we see, God had to have a place. There had to be a temple. Well, God has to have a place he now resides in us by the holy spirit in the holy spirit through the holy spirit you become the temple you have a body and god now owns the temple that's within you with the holy spirit we see this also in 2 Chronicles 7 and 12. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night, saying to him, I have heard your prayer. I have chosen the place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heavens and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people... Verse 14, and we've heard this before, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin and heal their land, and now my eyes will be open, my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. But there is no such place in the age of grace. This building is not God's temple. The building is not even a church, just a place that church meets. Your body, but it is God's temple. Let me say it again. It is your body. And I want you to know today how important what we do with the body. We don't want to hurt the body. We don't want to damage the body. And we see a lot of times that we may be smoking, we may be drinking, we may be doing things that uh, basically hurts the body and causes the body to break down, causes things to happen. Well, guess what? It's not your body. In society... We see that it says, be what you want to be, do what you want to do, go where you want to go, you know, say what you want to say. That's in society. But with God, when you've accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and life, made that profession of faith, you no longer own yourself. Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, now resides in you, lives in you, and now you want to do what Jesus has asked you to do, not what you want to do, but 
but you offer up your body so that the temple can reside within you because it is God's temple. He wants to do things in your life. I have said it and will say it again. There's a lot of times that there are things in our lives that we need God to move in a miraculous way, to move things in our life. Many, many years ago, my wife did interior decorating, and that was her passion. She loved to do interior decorating. She loves looking at paint charts, which would bore people, but she loves to do that. She likes to look at the colors. She likes to look at what makes those colors come out. And she loves to look at furniture. She loves to look at oriental rugs. She loves to, to look at a lot of things because as a, as a designer and doing interior decorating, she loves to take something that's nothing and make something out of it because that's her passion. And when we were... We first got married and we just celebrated 30 years. I would come home, I would be at work, and I would come home and I would see the house rearranged. And I would see the couches on the other wall. I would see another wall painted another color. I would see a rug that's been moved out and moved into another room. And it's in a bedroom. And now the den has been changed around. And then I would go to work the next day. And when I would come back, the couch would be on the other side of the wall. And there would be another wall that's painted. And I'd see another rug on the floor. And things begin to change. So every time when I left and when I got back... The house was never the same because it was always different when I got home because she was never satisfied because it's like she was trying to make things happen and change and she could do that and she would move these things around. And I give you that analogy today to, to, to share with you today. This is your body, the temple of, of the Holy Spirit. It resides in you. But we need to be sensitive enough that if God is wanting to move something around, if there's a piece of furniture in your life, is there a circumstance or a situation that's in your life, you need to be sensitive enough to know that God's trying to move things around in your life. And no, it may not be pretty. And no, it may not look good. And maybe it's not what you're, you're used to. But if you allow God to begin to move things around, in your life and say this is better for you this is better for you here then as you begin to surrender to his lordship and you say lord have your way i promise you god will do great and mighty things in your life and you will see victory on top of victory because it's your body but it is the holy spirit that resides in you and lives in you and when you fully surrender to him that's when god becomes god in in your life and you begin to see the change that you've never seen before give God praise in the house today hallelujah we become self-centered we become greedy we become to the point that we think we know best. We're going to do best. You may be the father of your children and you may say, well, I'm the head of the household and I make decisions and this is the way it's going to be. That's going to be the way it's going to be. You may be making decisions today saying this is the way it's going to be. But my friend, understand that this is the body, but there is a temple that God accepts to receive and He's wanting to worship. He's wanting to move 
in a mighty way in your life. So don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't vex Him. Don't quench Him. But open up your arms and say, Holy Spirit, have your way in my life because this is your temple. This is your body in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Listen, I want you to know, be careful where it goes. Be careful what it does. Be careful what it ponders. Be careful how it reacts because your body is vulnerable and your body can be used. It can be misused. And listen, time and time again, the enemy is nothing but lies. He's nothing but the father of lies. And he's out to kill, steal, and to destroy. And he's wanting to destroy your body so that God will not have a temple in your life. But you need to take back what the enemy has stolen from you and take it back in the name of Jesus and say, in the name of Jesus, this body is built by God. This temple is built by God. And this temple that God lives within me resides in me and I'm going to be an overcomer in Christ Jesus hallelujah hallelujah I want you to know today that God clearly sees us with great mercy with great compassion he's longing for us to have the body but he's longing to have a temple. He's longing to have somewhere to worship. He's longing somewhere to have praise. He's longing somewhere to have glory. He's longing somewhere to have honor. And you are the one that's there with the body allowing the Holy Spirit, whether he comes in or whether he doesn't. My second point today is this. The Holy Spirit lives within his temple. The Holy Spirit lives within His temple. It is not your temple. It is your body. And God has created you to worship Him and Spirit and truth. But it's His temple. So I want you to know it's not just about you. It's not just about me. But it's about what God is wanting to do inside of His temple. Because your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And He's wanting to reside in you. He's wanting to take you places that you've never been, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered in the heart of man what God has in store for His children. We're sons and daughters of the Most High God. Listen, the Holy Spirit lives within His temple who is in you. You may ask the question, how can that be? Something like the creation of man. Another proof of the mystery of God. Seeing how clearly the Bible bears out this truth, Jesus makes the promise that He lives within us. Jesus makes the promise. John's Gospel 14 and 15 says this, If you love me, keep my commandments. And Jesus says this, I will pray and I will pray to my Father. And He will give you another helper. Jesus was praying for the Comforter. Because He was going to leave this, this world. He says, well, I will go to my Father. 
He'll give you another helper. That he may abide, here's the Holy Spirit, that he may abide with you, not today, not tomorrow, but the Holy Spirit will abide with you forever. Verse 17, the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you, and I will not leave you as an orphans. I will come to you and a little while longer, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live, and you will live also. And at that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I are in you. And he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, which was not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him and will come to him and make him uh, our, our home with him. And he who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father, Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, here we go, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Guess what? Your body, His temple, Holy Spirit comes in. He will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance of all things that I said to you. See, folks, I want you to know how deep the relationship that Jesus wants you to go with Him. Listen, He wants to reside in you. Yes, your body, but His temple. He's wanting to come in, and He's wanting to do things in your life like you've never seen before. That's why we haven't even scratched the surface about what the Holy Spirit is to do in our lives. We may pray to the Father, we may pray to the Son, but we don't even give any praise to the Holy Spirit. We'll call on Jesus, but yet there's the Father, yet there's the Holy Spirit. But I want you to understand the Holy Spirit is to reside in you. It is to be in me. It is to be in us day in and day out. And that the Holy Spirit is to be active. It is to activate the Holy Spirit. Having the Holy Spirit is the key to our walk with God, our relationship with Jesus. The character of Christ comes alive in our life when we allow the Holy Spirit to do the things that He is to do in us. We see this also in the book of Acts. In Acts 2 and 1, on the day of Pentecost... Listen, we see clearly that the Apostle Paul reminds us in Romans 8 and 5, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, your body, the temple that's within you, who lives according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That's why the Holy Spirit is to reside in you. 
That's why the Holy Spirit is to be activated in your life. If not, you'll have carnal mind. You'll have carnal things. You allow the flesh to take over when you're needing the Holy Spirit to take over so that the Holy Spirit can get us out of jams and get us out of the flesh and get our mind spiritually on God because guess what? It is your body, but it is His temple. What are we putting in the temple? Are we putting good things in the temple? Are we putting bad things in the temple? The Apostle Paul, he writes and goes on and says, But to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is an enmity against God, for it is no subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. Why? Because you've accepted Jesus and you're allowing the Holy Spirit to be in your heart and life to be activated. But you are not in the flesh, but you're in the Spirit. And if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, He says, now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is not in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of the righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal, here's the body, the body, we're talking about the body, God's temple, this mortal body through His Spirit who dwells within you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if we live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you're by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, which is the flesh, you will live. For as many as led, are led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons of God. For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father." The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are, look, children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. See, I want you to know how deep this thing goes. God purchased and paid a great price for you and I to give us the very best. God did not hold back on anything on us, and He will never hold back anything on us, but He gave us the very best when He sacrificed His Son over 2,000 years ago so that you and I can live a victorious life And that, yeah, there are going to be hardship. There's going to be things we're going to go through. There's tests. There's trials. But we will not do it alone. Jesus Christ is there. Guess what? By the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit to comfort us. And God is there ever to intercede for us Day in and day out. My third point in closing. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to glorify God in His temple. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to glorify God in His 
temple. Let me say it again. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to glorify God in His temple. It is His temple. It's not your temple. It's His temple. It's your body, but it's what God is wanting to do inside His temple. It's what He wants to do in your life. You may try to change things in your life. You may try to make changes. You, you may make good decisions. You may wind up making bad decisions. There might be things that, that you may want to do. And the things sometimes that we do, we need to get our hands off of it because we're going to make nothing but a big mess out of it because we think we've got the answer. We think we know everything. We think we, we've got it. We've got the, we've got the sort, sort of the old saying is, I've got the pony by the tail. I, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly. And that's when we make the biggest mess out of it. But I want you to know today, the Holy Spirit is to glorify God. The Holy Spirit basically comes through your life and works and be activated in your life that the glory of the Lord would come alive in your life and come through with your life as the Holy Spirit so that it reflects back to not you, but it reflects back to God because God is doing something in your life by the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, and through the Holy Spirit. And that's what activates that relationship that you have with God through the Holy Spirit that it be glorified and the glory would not come to yourself, but the glory would go back to the Father, the purpose of the creation of man. We even see... Uh, the one that God brings as Paul glorified God, even in his beatings and his stoning. Stephen glorified God in giving his life as he was stoned to death. We see John on the island of, of Patmos suffering for his Lord. He gives glory back to God, even though he, he died for the Lord. Uh, and and, and even, even when he said, Lord, I give everything to you. Listen, God can receive glory through your body and spirit. God can receive glory through your body and spirit. In my closing today, surrender your body to the Lord. Glorify God daily in your life. Don't put junk in your body. Don't do things that hurts the body. Don't do things that breaks the body down. Because God has to have a temple. And God wants to dwell in your body. It's His temple. There are those that may cut their life short through things that they shouldn't do because God gives us a choice. He doesn't bang us over with a billy bat and make us serve Him and make us do the things we need to do that's right. And there's some that has lost out on that and have caused their life to be shorter than normal because they've done crazy things or they've done things that they shouldn't have done. But while we're alive, while we're well, Let's not break our bodies down. Let's not, let's not do things to abuse our bodies. Because in, in, in actuality, when it all shakes down, that's what the devil wants us to do. The devil wants to break our bodies down. 
He wants us to go the wrong way. He wants us to do the wrong things. He wants us to say the wrong things. Why? Because He doesn't want you to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. He doesn't want you to have victory. He doesn't want you to be delivered. He doesn't want you to be healed. He doesn't want you to strive in this life and work for the Lord. No, because He wants to go and kill, steal, and to destroy you. That's what God's Word says. That's what the enemy is doing every day. And we need to learn to put God first and allow the Holy Spirit because we need to glorify God daily. You thank God in the good times and you thank God in the bad times. I am just now able to get back again good after seven months, but I still gave God praise when I broke my leg in half. I didn't get mad at God and shake my fist and say, God, why did you do this? I accepted what had happened. I put it before God and I put it before the Lord in prayer. And I said, God, you know all things. You know all things. You know all about it. You know what you're doing. I don't know why I fell off a ladder and broke my leg in half. I don't know why of the crazy craziness that it was. But it is what it is. And I said, Lord, I'm trusting you. And for seven months, now I'm able to get back around and do well. But it took seven months. But those long seven months felt like long years of thinking that I would never get back to normal and get back to where I'm at. But praise be to the Lamb of God. I'm getting back and I'm back where I need to be. And God is still good. He's still on the throne. It doesn't change my relationship with God. It's still intact. It's even stronger than ever before. And I thank God for it because it's victory on top of victory. Because God gets the glory. He gets the honor and the devil doesn't get it because I give God glory because through it I get victory because I know who my Redeemer is and I know it's God Almighty that's on the throne and the same God that pulled me through and the same God that took me through it is the same God that will bring you through everything of the storms in your life. Stand with me across the building. I'm getting excited today.